Hello there, friends. This is Spencer Michaud. And today I would like to talk to you about the new moon in Capricorn. So we are going to be experiencing a new moon on Wednesday, January the 13th at the stroke of midnight uh, in the morning, um, Eastern Standard Time. So just appropriately for your particular time zone, but in the wee hours of the 13th. So let's dive right in and take a look at it. I hope that you're all doing well out there. Surviving the times, keeping your inner equilibrium. I'm recording this during the last hours of a balsamic moon, so feeling a little bit of the fatigue here today, but we'll get a renewal in the hours ahead. Uh, so let's break down what we've got with this new moon in Capricorn. So first of all, it's going to be taking place at 23 degrees Capricorn, which is um, the third decan or the third 10 degree section of Capricorn. We are going to see it co-present with Pluto, very close to a conjunction with Pluto, uh, as well as being co-present with Venus. So we have a, a stack up in Cap Capricorn here. Um, the sun is going to be hosted, the sun and the moon actually are going to be hosted by Saturn in Aquarius. Uh, and Saturn's hanging out at about three degrees Aquarius right now and is going to be making an overcoming square to Mars uh, on this day as well. So that's a big part of our story, the, the frustration energy that we're going to be feeling, um, similar to the energy that we felt in the uh, for most of 2020 when Saturn was making an overcoming square to Mars from Capricorn to Aries. Now it's switched signs from Aquarius to Taurus. And an overcoming square, if you're not familiar, is this kind of um, when a planet is earlier in the zodiac or on the right side, if we're looking fr out from center, you can see that, that Saturn is on the right of Mars. And this was kind of a position where, you know, we had... Saturn was in kind of the, had the upper hand or was in a position of strength. So there may be, you know, some restlessness around this period of time. Uh, there may be some anger that's bubbling up. There may be some desires to take some self-directed action towards, I don't know, perhaps preserving the past with uh, Mars being in Taurus. Um, but Saturn is having the upper hand and, and looking towards the future, looking towards uh, a new a new age, a new dawn. Um, we are, you know, starting to get an idea of what types of experiences we might have with this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that we recently experienced uh, in the early degrees of Aquarius at the winter solstice. So we're going to see some of these things playing out over the course of this lunar cycle. So let's talk a little bit more about what we've got here. Uh, the sun does have some dignity by face, so it is is the uh, face ruler by the descending Chaldean method of rulership of the third decan of Capricorn. Both the moon and the sun are going to be in the terms of Saturn or the bounds of Saturn from 22 to 26 degrees, um, and they're both going to be in aversion to their host, although I will say an aversion being where a planet is uh, not able to witness or see a planet from a, uh, a domicile or a sign that is adjacent or adjacent to the opposition, okay? So we have a little bit of a mitigating factor here or something where there may be a lifeline because 
there is a concept in traditional astrology called lichen girding, where uh, if a planet is in a domicile that is ruled by the same planet, uh, it has some kind of secret uh, connection to it. So the, the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius are both ruled by Saturn in the tradition. So there is some kind of uh, maybe secret ability for Saturn to be able to provide resources. And what is Saturn trying to provide? Uh, it's trying to provide discipline. It's trying to provide uh, the ability to um, do the things that are necessary, whether we like them or not. Saturn is also the planet that is trying to restore right proportion to the twists and turns of, of fate or fortune or chance, um, also known as 2K. So there is a, a rebalancing that's, that's uh, attempting to be taken place. And um, it's going to come through endurance, patience, hard work, all of those things that we associate with Saturn and, and Capricorn and also Aquarius on some level. Uh, the moon in Capricorn 3 uh, is in its exile. So it's in a domicile that is opposite its preferred home, which is Cancer. So there may be something, a little bit of an uneasiness around this new moon cycle where we're not really feeling comfortable or uh, like we're able to get what we need or be properly nurtured. Uh, it does have some triplicity dignity though. Uh, the, the moon is the triplicity lord of the earth signs by night. So this is kind of like we might have some communal support. So while the moon might not be feeling at its best, it does have some dignity in this particular position. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Capricorn 3, and then we'll get into kind of, you know, what this cycle is going to bring us towards the first quarter and then the full moon. Uh, Capricorn 3 is a solar face, um, so it was ruled by the sun in the Chaldean method, but it was also ruled by Mercury in the in the triplicity method. So we've got kind of a, a solar Mercury type of face where we're learning to administrate uh, earthly power. And this was actually the name of this face in the book T, Earthly Power, and the book of Toth calls it power. The tarot card associated with this particular decan is the four of pentacles. And in it, we see a figure that is seated on a throne, which is the name that Austin Coppett gives this card or this decan uh, in his book, 36 Faces. And he is holding on very tightly to a pentacle when, and he's also sitting on two, or he has two beneath his feet and one resting on his head. So this may be where we're feeling the weight of responsibility, where we're needing to administrate some of the structures that we built. Uh, and that could be uh, challenging. That could, we could, a lot of it depends on the, the character of the people that are administrating in power. So there's, there's um, possibility for great, uh, great good that could be done in this particular decade. And there's, there's a possibility for great evil, depending on what your motivations are, what your level of humility and hubris are. Um, and if you're trying to use power in service of, of the people, or if you're using it in service of yourself. So this is something we're going to be asking ourselves at this particular uh, new moon is how do, how do we administrate power? What is going on with the structures in our life? Um, having a conjunction with Pluto really does color this one towards a, a Plutonic experience. And the way that I understand Pluto and some of the notes that I made from a really good book, um, The Archetypal Universe by Ren Butler, uh, talks about corruption and 
a lot of the times in my experience of seeing Pluto contacts, uh, of course, Pluto was also known as Hades or the Lord of the underworld, where something is erupting from, from the depths of Tartarus or the underworld. So perhaps a very powerful force that is becoming uh, known to our awareness. Anytime you have the sun conjoining something like this, we're, we're getting an awareness of the corruption that may be uh, present. Anytime Pluto is, um, according to Robert Schmidt, Pluto was kind of like a transcendental Mercury, kind of a, an alchemist type of planet where it was trying to either bring about decay or reconstruction. And it is the, the both of those forces. And it kind of accelerates and kind of magnifies those, those types of forces. So we could be seeing the acceleration of decay with this particular placement. Um, we could be seeing the acceleration of a, of a rebirth or, or some kind of transformation as well. Um, when we have the sun as a, as a universal significator of something like the king or somebody in power, we may see someone in power uh, either experiencing an ego death, if it we're thinking about metaphorically. Uh, we could think about it literally. There could be a literal death of some kind of uh, authoritative figure. Um, we could also see kind of the, the, the changing of the guard. And, and that makes some sense because over the course of this particular lunation from the new moon to the full moon, we will see a new presidential inauguration uh, in the United States. Um, it might be challenging. It, there might be some uneasy moments for sure. And we may see some of the corruption in our political system or in our hierarchical governmental structures uh, coming to light or being exposed or the corruption of, of our leadership. Um, so yeah, we've been kind of dealing with the fallout from, from that for the past week or so and trying to process what that means for us as a country and as a democracy and how to move forward under, under the, the weight and the responsibility of all of those actions that came up and how do we deal with civil unrest? How do we deal with corruption? Um, and this, you know, baked into this particular new moon is the Saturn-Mars square. So uh, some difficulties for sure when the two malefic planets are squaring off with one another. We may feel like we really want to move forward with something, but we've got a, a foot on the brake that is asking us to slow down, asking us to think about whether our actions are in service of the, of the whole or the good or our community. And that's something we can ask ourselves personally as well as our is the way that we're wielding our personal power in service of the whole. Um, so we've got, I have some notes here, administration of power associated with government structures and hierarchy, accumulation of resources. This could have something to do with the banking industry as well. Uh, understanding the price or weight of power. Anytime we have Saturn involved in the mix, we're, we're really getting a sober look at um, how we, of uh, anything, you know, Saturn's going to expose the reality of something and perhaps and hopefully dispel illusion to restore things to their right proportion. Saturn is also associated with endings too. So this new moon could be spelling uh, not only a new beginning with inauguration, but an ending of some sort as well of a previous uh, experience that we've been going through. Maybe it was the previous experience of the last four years. Um, so uh, we have to think about stewardship for what we've been uh, creating materially. Uh, there's also decision-making that comes in this particular area of the zodiac. We have to be able to, part of the uh, administration of power is how do you make uh, decisions 
that are in service of your community as well. We also see Mars's degree of exaltation at 28 degrees of Capricorn. So that's an interesting kind of side note uh, in this particular area of the Zodiac. Um, one of the notes that Austin Kopic made in his, his very good book was uh, a potential fall from grace. Uh, when we try to achieve a great height, uh, and in the sign of Capricorn, we have associated that with you know, a goat maybe climbing the mountain and trying to ascend like the sun ascends at the winter solstice back to, to power. Um, we're seeing the return of the light at the winter solstice. And when we, when we reach great heights, uh, sometimes we can, um, there's compromises that we have to decide whether we want to make to make it all the way to the top or not. And some of that comes at the cost of our integrity. So one of the things that you could experience if you are trying to climb too high, too fast, uh, or at the expense of your integrity is it, it might feel pretty lonely there at the top. And if you've um, come under illusion or hubris when you were trying to ascend, you could experience a fall. And with Pluto in the mix, this there might be some kind of great fall from grace that we see during this lunation cycle as well. Uh, on the same day of this uh, new moon, we are also experiencing a trine between Venus and Uranus at six degrees of Capricorn and Taurus. So this could be associated with some sort of breakthrough, um, potentially social restlessness, the rebirth of something. Uh, some kind of glamorization of rebellion could be also a possibility. Venus tends to cast a, you know, a glamorous light on whatever it touches. So there may be an attraction to uh, some kind of paradigm shift or some kind of um, idealistic thinking. I like to think of Uranus as, um, you know, this idealistic planet. Um, Schmidt com compares Uranus to a transcendental sun, and, and the sun always is aspirational on some level. And I think that my understanding uh, of Uranus at this point is sometimes we have rebellious feelings because our reality doesn't match up with our idealization. And that can cause some anger, some upset, a desire to change things closer to the ideal. And, and um, if we feel like we're not able to, to reach for that, that's when people start to break down the old structures in search of this idealized reality. Um, so that could be something that we see too, this glamorization of this, you know, uh, this utopia that, that people might be trying to, to reach for. And uh, Mars is hanging out there with Uranus. So people are potentially willing to, to fight for that utopian idealized vision. But it may be based on something in the past, especially with the Taurus here. Uh, a Taurus tends to be a little bit more conservative. And all of the Aquarian planets right now are asking us potentially to, to look towards the future, to take the, uh, the 30,000 foot helicopter view uh, and be able to, to take action for the good of a, our, our country or community or, or whatever it is that we you know, feel attached to in that, in that regard. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? So we have Saturn and Mars making a square Venus and Uranus making a trine the same day. Uh, we're going to experience the first quarter of this energy uh, on the 20th, which is inauguration day. So the sun will be at one degree of Aquarius and the moon will be at one degree of Taurus when we are experiencing inauguration day. That's also the same day that Mars will be making a conjunction with Uranus. So uh, a number of things coming to light. 
first quarter moons are when we're experiencing some kind of material crisis. Uh, I don't expect that um, that inauguration to go smooth. I, I don't think it necessarily has to devolve into complete chaos, but I think that we will face some challenges as a community um, based on you know the the previous weeks here and and the desires of some folks that want to uh, create that chaos and want to disrupt uh, basic governmental functions and things of that nature. We're going to experience the full moon of this energy uh, on the 28th of January, and the full moon will be um, at nine degrees of Aquarius, opposite a moon that it is, is in nine degrees of Leo. So um, that's what we're heading to. That's what we're trying to build towards. That will be the, the fruit of this particular lunation cycle. Uh, this particular new moon is opposite the the uh, United States Mercury in the Sibley chart, um, which is at about 24 degrees of Cancer. So we're going to see some, you know, potentially a lot of rhetoric around this particular lunation cycle. Uh, in Donald Trump's chart in particular, it's going to be opposite his, uh, his fallen Saturn, or his exiled Saturn, sorry, in the um, sign of Cancer. So he's definitely going to be feeling this lunation as well. Um, that full moon on the 28th will be conjoining Donald Trump's Pluto, which is at about 10 degrees of Leo. So it's definitely going to be, uh, he's going to be part of our narrative here for better or for worse. Um, so we'll see whether he is that solar figure that falls from grace. Um, that is a, something that is, has a great deal of potential. We could also see him being the Plutonic figure that is really, um, potentially the corruption bubbling to the surface. Uh, I did my Ching reading for this particular lunation as well, for this new moon. Um, but first, before I did that, I want to give you a little, uh, I want to give you like a little quote that I've been, I've been kind of writing down these little quotes from this book called Holistic Tarot by Benabel Wen. And there are these, these quotes for resilience for the different tarot cards and for the four of pentacles, uh, she says that, um, she says, and I quote, it says, I am prudent with my resources, but not miserly. I create prosperity by sharing with others. So we could have some potential for um, potentially getting a little bit uh, worried about our own resources, our own sense of power, where people are trying to hold on to power or resources. But really, power is, if we try to hold on to it too tightly, that's when we lose it. And I think that's something that we should really uh, understand as, as individuals in this particular lunation cycle as well, is we just can't hold on to the structures of our life uh, as if our life depends on it. We can't make it a life or death matter. Sometimes we come to power and sometimes we, are, we lose it and sometimes we're not in power. That's just really the nature of the the wheel of destiny and the wheel of fortune, it just keeps on spinning. And sometimes we're at the top of it and sometimes we're not. And we have to accept those times of transition with grace and those times where we might not be at the top of the, of the wheel uh, with uh, an ability to realize that it just keeps on spinning. Um, so that being said, the hexagram that I pulled, I do a, I've been kind of associating some of these transit videos and Deccan videos with the I Ching, which is another oracle that I find to be very clear. Um, it really gives us a lot of clear direction 
uh, and sometimes can really help to clarify some of the, the transits that we see in the astrology. Um, so I like to do some integrative divination. I think that, you know, I have Venus and Gemini, so combining things is something that is uh, something I enjoy. So the hexagram that I got after tossing the, the six coins was number 42, which is called increase or benefit. And this is represented by a pot that is overflowing with blessings or abundance. And some of the questions that come up with this in one of the interpretations that I like says, how are you blessed? Uh, what if there were no limits? What would you change for the better? So this is something where we're, we may be experiencing some kind of increase in this particular lunar cycle. There was one changing line, which was line number four. And this, this I found really interesting. Um, it said, it's time for the city. And in another interpretation, they called that the capital. It's time for the city or the capital to be moved to a more auspicious location. Disengage from the old ill-omened situation and into a more harmonious alignment. Clear communication is essential. Isn't that interesting? Well, we are transitioning from one, uh, in my opinion, ill-omened situation, hopefully to a better tomorrow, hopefully to something where we will be able to establish a sense of peace for, for more people, for even potentially for the people that have felt like they were in exile, uh, and maybe begin the work of, uh, I don't know, cr creating peace. Uh, reunification, I guess, is something that's been the rhetoric that's been talked about in political speeches. Um, I'm not sure how much you can negotiate with uh, people that have such strong beliefs uh, or illusions as well, though. It, that is a difficult thing that I'm trying to reconcile in my head. I, I, I don't think that it is appropriate to, to you know, say we have to meet in the middle when people are talking about white supremacy or um, fascism. I don't think that there's compromise with that. I think there is a, a certain point where that just needs to be denounced 100%. And the people that are, you know, putting forth those ideals, it, they need to be stopped. And they need to come, come around to back to reality and release illusion. And that's an interesting shift that we're seeing with this changing line. Uh, we're moving from 42 increase in benefit to number 25, which was called innocence or without entanglement. So 25, some of the questions about this says, what is real? Uh, what is your genuine responsibility and what is not yours at all? This is something that came up when I was doing a Deccan video with Capricorn one about what is your responsibility and what isn't at all. I think this is a theme that is really prevalent in Capricorn in general is a lot of times with Capricorn uh, experiences, we may feel like we have to take on other people's responsibility and we feel the weight of that. And I think it is really important to really ask yourself, is this, am I taking on something that, that I have no business taking on? Uh, and what does it mean to be entangled? Well, the I Ching described that as deluded beliefs, reckless actions, trying to rewrite the past or control the future. That's entanglement, excuse me. Innocence is to be free of expectation, okay? So if we are open to the present and not getting stuck in the past or getting stuck in the future, that's when we're able to be moving forward with an openness that allows us to move forward with grace. So I think that if we're, um, you know, taking stock of where we're at, we're not getting diluted by uh, rhetoric about returning to a past that um, may have 
not really even been the utopia, the utopia that it was described to be. Uh, and we're also not getting too blinded by uh, our uh, hope or expectation for the future, where we're really just staying present and saying, what can we take care of right now in this moment? Where are we at? How can we become sober about where we are at and what our situation is? Another thing that I've been seeing on the news over the past few days since the armed insurrection uh, was a lot of our leadership saying, um, this is not who we are as Americans. And uh, there's a pretty strong counter argument going around being like, this is, this is exactly who we are. And we need to come to terms with that. Doesn't mean that's who we have to be uh, going forward. But we have to come to terms with the reality that this country, uh, a lot of the wealth that this country was built upon was built upon uh, the idealism of white supremacy, of slavery, and, and of inequality. And we will never be able to change that without coming to terms with the reality of that. And if we try to pretend that we're anything different than that, it will be very difficult to move forward. So the first thing is to acknowledge that that corruption exists. And I really think that that's part of the this particular new moon is acknowledging the corruption that we are experiencing as a country right now, while also being able to have faith that with every, you know, darkness, with every sunset, there will be a new dawn and there will be a return when with every um, plutonic, um, oh, I don't know what you could call it, like degrading, like, um, oh, you know, that force of entropy where you're getting the, the breakdown, right? Um, fermenting, we, we are fermenting. And, you know, when we break things down, that, that creates future fertility. So there's microbes in the soil that are breaking things down. Uh, and there are also microbes that are, you know, creating that, that future fecundity of the fields. So I, that's part of this process here. And I think that we just have to see it as a process. One of my favorite astrologers, her name is Anne Ortley, she talks about, you know, Pluto as kind of a, a cocoon type of experience where, and if you know anything about butterflies, when they go into a cocoon, uh, when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, uh, they completely dissolve all of their, uh, their DNA and they can turn into this mush. And then they slowly but surely are reforming into some kind of new form. And this may be another thing where we're uh, dissolving some of that, that, old blockages and that old corruption of the past by coming to terms with it in a sober reality. And then, you know, forming something new that might allow us to, to achieve that ideal of greatness that we, we, we hear people um, spouting as different types of rhetoric from, from both sides of the political spectrum about uh, America and, and what we stand for or what we don't. And if we, I think if we really, as Americans believe in that, you know, all men are created equal, and that this is a place of freedom, and this is a place of uh, aspiring to greatness. Um, it's great greatness for all, and we have to take care of some of the the challenging things that we have built our history upon. So that's what I've got for you today. Uh, I hope that you are all doing well. Um, I hope that you are maintaining your equilibrium and your center as we move through some challenging times. Uh, this too shall pass. And by dealing with the, the reality in the present, uh, hopefully that will help us to build a better future that's based on maybe hopefully more divine ideals uh, that we can really be proud of in the future. Um, 
So anyway, that's what I've got. If you enjoy these videos, please hit that like button, the subscribe button, leave me a comment about your experience of the, the new moon in Capricorn and what you are hoping for moving forward and how you can uh, utilize some of these, um, these thoughts in your, in your life. Uh, if you want to support the work that I do, I do have a Venmo account at Spencer Michaud and a PayPal me where you can make a donation. I try to keep these videos free for as many people as possible without putting them behind a paywall. And your donations really go a long way to keeping this content free. I really appreciate a few of you that have sent donations in the past week or so. Thank you so much for your, your generosity. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. And you're, you're doing a you're really helping me out and you're helping, uh, hopefully helping to get these videos out to the people that, that need them as well. So thank you so much. Um, so that's what I have for you today. Please just uh, hang in there. Uh, we'll all get through this together and um, I will see you the next time. Peace.